What's good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. We've got your boy Sherman Obed in the building. We're actually officially in the building once again. We were, we're live and back in action, back together once again. What's good, man? Good to have you. Good to actually see you in person, be able to reach out and touch somebody. Right, <laughs> right, right. Say, right, you know? I was like, we're doing live. Screw it, we'll do a live. <laughs> man, we're down here in sunny today. Definitely sunny, sunny Florida. Is it, is it sunny, sunny Florida? Sunnier than know. D.C. or Philly or New York, where we all just came from. So. I know, right? It's yeah. definitely a different look out there. I mean, we're what about to be middle of January now we're still what 60 degrees something like that I know it's a big difference being from being up there in the DMV where you're we're hailing from Obed right yes sir it is a frigid frigid and it's not just the people's personalities being in the political state um <laughs> it's, it's a cold day out there it hasn't yep. frozen over yet but yep. you know we get we're heating up to the start of the year the days are going to get a little bit longer we'll have more sunlight it's coming back yep yep I hear that man Got our returning uh, professional sports fan, Chris from Pennsylvania. He is live with us here as well, too. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? Good to have you here. What's going on, gentlemen? It's good to be here. Glad to be down here in Florida, in sunny, sunny Tampa, Florida. Um, ready for a good time, good weekend, and a good show. Yep, yep. Man. Yeah, we got this uh, extended weekend with Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Always want to acknowledge that, of course, day in history. Um, but yeah, let's get into it, fellas. Want to quickly start off with a. Um, before we get into our usual football discussion and things like that, I don't know if you guys noticed um, Nike ended their partnership with Tiger Woods after 27 years. Probably one of the longest, I guess, partnerships, sponsorships with her athlete in history, I would say. Obviously, you know, you have Jordan going with Nike for forever. Right. Um, you have other, you know, LeBron, he's still there. He, well, he's still there. You yeah. know, LeBron James has been Nike forever. You know, yeah. certain players are with, with Adidas for extended periods of time or Reebok. Right. You know, but it, you know, it's just it's just odd that you know. And why now? I'm curious as to what's happening because of now. I don't know if you guys have gotten to the ins and outs of it, Obed, or not. But I mean, I don't know what he's going to be wearing. I don't know because they hey, he's gotten so much off the yeah. uh, greens issues. And so right. I have to feel you know that's that's probably a part in it. I have a feeling that it does. I think that. It has been a fantastically fruitful partnership for them to have Tiger Woods on the payroll. Uh, I mean, I still remember uh, his commercial where he was like bouncing the ball on his uh, putter and then just launches it, right? Dude's amazing. Um, now, that being said, uh, personally, to your point, things got a little rocky, right? You know, between, <laughs> between the, the divorce, between the car accident that may have taken away his ability to play to him having to go through rehab to get back out there so he could be out there with his son. Professionally, we loved the Tiger Woods that was bringing home championships, that was bringing home opportunities for individuals to to celebrate him. You know, the, the fist pump on the final hole, right? Yeah, fist pump, him, Jordan, him, his fist pump, and the Jordan fist pump, two right. iconic things. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we haven't seen a lot of those. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to call the three P's: one being professional, one being professional, and then the last one, future proofing, right? Because Nike is losing hold on other avenues of sports where they have made a lot of money, right? They're losing touch on uh, track and field and running, but with competitors like ASICs and on running coming in, uh, they're losing grip and hold on basketball with a lot of individuals. Some of the flagship guys now, like don't even play in their shoes. When's the last time Zion Williamson actually played in his shoe and he has a second version of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we need guys who are actually out there producing so we can show off the brand. Uh, and I think that Tiger Woods is just kind of coming to the end of, oh, it was just a great run, but coming to the end of it, you know, because I don't know, golf gear, golf gear is like super specific. Golf gear doesn't have the range 
that other people like when you see somebody in a nice golf polo you're like oh, okay you notice the, the crest on it okay Tiger yeah, Woods but like right, 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 right. I don't think it's as impactful now to kids who are younger than us because they don't have somebody who like us we grew up with Tiger essentially mm -hmm. right so they don't have the young kids don't have that connection to golf the way that we do um that I don't know if he's he's right That's for them decent thing I almost wanted to compare like the break in the relationships like I was thinking I would maybe think about it well, excuse me, what this made me think about was the Kobe break from Reebok right Oh no, I'm sorry. Adidas, Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Me. My apologies. Yeah. Now, now was obviously for some off the court issues he was going through. Right. Uh, right. In, uh, the greater state of Colorado. Right. But we are we are we're not going to get into that. And of course, rest in peace, Kobe. But you know, him switching from from Adidas, then going to Nike, right. and having that extended period of time. You know what I mean? But you know, it's you don't really see too many people changing sponsorships as much as you do as right. you know, you know right. things like that. Chris, I don't know what your take on that was at all. To be honest, guys, I don't really think it has a lot to do with the off the um, uh, court, quote unquote, issues, um, because if that was the case, they would have dropped him back when everything was happening, which has been multiple years at this point. Mm -hmm. I think more to your guys point or Bed's point, it's more of the on the uh, on the you know, the, what the production actually is happening on the course. Um, but to Abed, again, to your point, with us growing up, watching Tiger and a lot of these new generation, they don't know that. They don't know. They see highlights of the fist pump, but they don't really know. They never felt that. In my opinion, I think Nike lost a golden opportunity to seize the eventual potential hype between father and son handing the torch off to his son, Charlie. Now, obviously, we don't know if Charlie's going to be anything close to what his dad was. Right. But in case he was, I mean, just the branding and the marketing of that having and really saying, you know, showing golf to be now a family event and passing that torch. So now you could have potentially the next Tiger Woods and it's no longer part of your brand. So in my opinion, I think they they kind of pulled the trigger a little short. I would have probably kind of botched the deal. Yeah, I think they should have waited another like three, four, five years when to see when Charlie turns pro, how he does, and then see where but, things go from there. That's not to say that they can't still sign him. Right. And no. Sponsor Charlie Woods if he if he yeah, does become the great pro. return of the Woods name. It could name be. Tonight. It could be. It could be. All, you know, like, quote unquote comeback story, if you right. will. That could be the media. Oh, yeah, but they could have been building the brand up to that point for even Charlie, kind of like how. Nike and the Jordan brand built Jordan into what he was as well. Right. So mean, the partnership did include, you know, 15 major championships, AG, 82 PGA tour wins, numerous comebacks and injuries and personal setbacks. So, I mean, obviously Tiger is one of the greatest athletes of all time. He was still up there. You know, we all, you know, um, I mean, golf isn't as popular as other, obviously all the other sports in this country, but still Tiger Woods is known throughout yeah. the, the sports world because, because he's Tiger Woods, but yeah. yeah. But um, quickly, another news. We're going to quickly touch on the NBA um, Warriors. Power forward Draymond Green did re uh, was reinstated from suspension. It was interesting to note that he actually contemplated retirement, and he stated that uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver actually talked him out of it. It's it's I don't know if it's weird to think that or maybe he just realizes you know what maybe he's just a bigger distraction than he is a bigger help to his team we Obed and I have talked about Draymond a couple times in the past few weeks about this issue and him, all the on the court issues and it's not like he's getting things off the court where he's getting in things like Tiger did or 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 these allegations against him you know nothing has really been like that with Draymond Green it's simply on the court him acting a fool mm -hmm. I said to you Obed I think a couple of weeks ago he's a better shooting Dennis Rodman yeah. that's really all he is a yeah. better shooting Dennis Rodman 
you know, I mean, Dennis Robin was a freak of nature at the rebounding. He actually understood how the ball spin, all that. But, you know, Draymond still can get you. Draymond will go against you 10 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists and have a triple up, you know, and because he, you know, he could, he was a better all around basketball player than Dennis Robin, you know what I mean? That's all I really did, but he has the on the court issues too. It's, I don't, I get it. Maybe he'll turn himself around. I don't know how much longer you guys think that he'll actually maintain his quote, I don't know, the best word is innocence, if yeah. you will. Uh, Chris, I'll go to you first. What's your kind of take on him and will he actually calm the hell down? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you say about Adam Silver talking him off the ledge basically and not uh, retiring now. David Stern's NBA, that never would have happened. David Stern was more about the NBA and the business. Adam Silver is, you know, more of a player's um, commissioner. So it's interesting to see what would have happened if it would have been in a different era. Um, I do think Draymond, obviously, you know, his production is coming down. He's getting older. I mean, let's tell Father Tom, you know, hits us all. It's a lot more so, green than yeah. these days. So, I mean, there's only so much on the court issues you can have before you're hurting the brand. And, and eventually at some point, you know, that does make an issue. I mean, Steph is still doing his thing there. We obviously see Clay Thompson is having issues um, getting the ball off, getting off. You know, he's not the on ball defender he once was. So this team window of championships is closing extremely fast. So it's either they get it, this ship right, maybe not this year, but in the next year. And after that, I mean, it might be good for Draymond just to sail off into the wild, wild west. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. I get it. I'll bet what's your take on it. So I want to try to fast forward and look at what does two years from now look like? I see a max contract given to Clay Thompson by another team, right? I see someone paying him to go there and give them his services because clearly we know that they're at the end of the run. This is, you've even, we've even heard Clay Thompson speak after they got blown out by uh, the Bucks that, you know, you look back, you try to help the younger guys get better. You focus on what you can do and you enjoy and, and be proud of what you accomplished. And it just sounded so looking back, right? So nostalgic that straight up, like he knows that this is the last run. If, if the, we had to watch the, the last dance documentary of the Chicago Bulls, we're basically in that era of it right now for the Warriors. And so I look at Draymond as a facilitator, able to distribute the ball to his guys. The team has, and I understand why the, the, the punishment had to be so certain and severe. And if he does it again, needs to be the same thing because they traded away Jordan Poole for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. They made, they, they said, we are going to go with you. And then you turned around and got suspended for 20 plus odd games, right? Oh, it was what? Just 12, it was 12 games now, right? Was that 12? I think it's just well, no, total, total, oh, oh, total, oh, total, oh, total. Oh, yeah. yeah, because the five games earlier. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, okay. And okay. so it's like, well, well you know, the, the team backs you. They supported you and you took that support and turned it into a sideshow on the court. You are a floor general, sir. You are, you need to distribute the ball and keep these guys going because we gave up the young scoring talent that we had. Yeah, you got Andrew Wiggins there, obviously. Guy's going to produce for them. But mm. he's so, imp uh, Draymond is so important to what they do. I, I would agree. Maybe he needs, they all need to start thinking about what the, fu what the future would look like. Uh, mm -hmm. Steve Kerr made a comment where he was like, I have had no contact with Draymond Green during this time. And he was like, the space was good for us. And Jay Kerr is a guy who talks to Draymond almost every day and mm. didn't talk to his guy while he was not around. It's weird, he sent him a text, hey man, you holding up all right. You right. Speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. Do you, volumes. Right. you need anything? Like, right. Wouldn't you want to, as the leader of this, wouldn't you want to check on one of your top producers, your four-time champion player? Like, hey right. man, let us know if you need anything. We're here for you. Something like that. Right. 
Yeah, I, that does speak volumes, as Chris just said. That's pretty interesting. You're testing the distance. You're testing the silence. And you're seeing how you can perform without him around. It makes me reconfirm that I believe that they're done with him. They're tired of his antics and they don't want to be, they don't want to be a part of it anymore. hundred percent. Jordan Poole is dying out in DC right now. Sorry mm -hmm. to say, like, I've never seen somebody look like they need help in any of the photo ops yeah. ever. Uh, <laughs> and, that, and it's just like that they, he could be there scoring with them. Right. So. And, and my last point I want to make about Draymond and his uh, comments about retiring. I think he knows guys that if they are done with him, Sherman, like you said, where the hell is he going to go? Yeah, he'd who, rather go on his own terms. Who, yeah, who's going to take him? He, right. he knows that with his contract he just got and with his antics. Like, who's going to take him at this stage in his career? That's mm -hmm. that's all I want to say. Yeah, about yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, guys. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's get to a quick recap. Re excuse me, recap of some college football. Obviously, we had the national championship game the other day with Michigan beating Washington in that one by pretty easy margin, you know, 34 to 13. I mean, it felt at the beginning, close. you know, it, it – it's like, okay, Michigan had the opening touchdown, the run, Washington, Washington, Washington kicked, a, kicked, a, yeah, Washington kicked a field goal. All right, seven to three. Then Michigan, another rushing touchdown. All right, four to three. Maybe Washington will come back. Okay, boom, halftime. You're at, you're at 17 to 10. It's one score game. We're good. Mm -hmm. And then Michigan just said, nah, we, we about to turn it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Washington just, just got outpowered and outmanned with Michigan's defense and, and their run game. Blake Corum, 21 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Donovan Edwards, six carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Yes. They could not stop the run. You know what I mean? And, and again, this is another game where J.J. McCarthy did not have to do much at all. What does that look like at the next level, Sherman? What does that look like? How many he's games can you not, not – ready for the next level. Yeah, how many he's, games he's, can somebody go and not do anything yeah. as part of the win? Right. And to be, let's say, a top – I want to say top tier, more like – for a front round draft pick, you know, several, let's say in the first three rounds, let's say, you know, this is not a guy they're going to look at like that. You don't 10 of 18 for 140 yards. The game, I talked about this with Chris Wall, that the game against Penn State threw with seven passes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not putting a lot of good tape out there. No. <laughs> now, does he need to when you can rush for 300 yards against the number right. two team? I'm not saying you're, yeah. not, you're, doing, you're, you're doing the wrong thing and you're getting, you're getting victories. That's right. all it's about. Yeah. If you want to be a, a talent at the next level, yeah, you've got to showcase. You got to have film. Well, he'll get he'll he'll get his chance at the combine. He'll get his chance. He's got all the tools. I mean, he's a big kid. He's he's actually more mobile than people give him a credit for. And this is really hard for me to say and giving praise to any Michigan player as a Penn State alum. Um, but <laughs> um, but I do think he's got the talent to be a solid quarterback. I put him in kind of that. I know Ben and I were talking before about the kind of like Oklahoma quarterback, a la AJ McCarron, a la Mac Jones, who could be a solid player mm -hmm. in the right position with mm -hmm. the right players around him, with the right talent. So we'll see what happens with McCarthy. Now, as far as Jim Harbaugh is concerned, there was a lot of speculation about, you know, him when he hired that his agent, you know, whether he, whether he or not he's going to go to the NFL after this. Um, I said that if they lost, I, th I thought for sure he was done. Now that they won, Michigan is, you know, this is their first title since 1997, but now that Michigan has won the national championship, is there any chance, Obed, that he sticks around in Ann Arbor? Or do you think it's pretty much set in stone, it's a done deal, 100% chance he's going to go coach in the NFL next? So I thought it was a done deal that he was going to go to the NFL next. Now, this is something that I just started coming up with uh, recently. 
things changed when Nick Saban left because now you're looking for somebody who can take talent and get them ready for the next level, right? Looking for a guy who can uh, take the opportunity get presented to him and perform well, admirably, uh, win in spite of all the, the stuff happening around him in the public eye as well as on the team itself, uh, and lacking like a really profound quarterback. I mean, what's to say, hey, if you decommit from Alabama, why don't you come to Michigan? We have started something here that is replaceable, is it repeatable. We can get to the big game. We can compete with all now. My understanding is the schedule that we're put together were pretty easy for our Michigan over the last few years. It's my understanding, right? Mm-hmm. That, and they sure, sure. pick your own schedule. But to have enough cachet to say, I won one, let's win another one. I need your help to go win another one. Somebody might respond to that. Does he stay? Does he build a powerhouse? Because he's already got the one championship, which always gives you enough eyes to get more people and get you in the door. Or does he go to a team that's struggling and failing in the NFL and try to turn them around in a division where he'd have to go against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, and whatever Sean Payton rolls out, which is going to be at least a team that can compete. So, you know, I don't say anything. I don't have negatives about the LA Raiders, uh, excuse me, the uh, Vegas Raiders, but I just don't see it as it's a place that one can win and win comparatively to where he's at now. I find that once these NFL coaches find a way to win in college, they can make it repeatable because they have more control than they do at the college, at the pro level. So I don't know. I don't know. It, the doorway is there for him. Yeah, I, there's obviously some some a lot of head coaching openings in the NFL, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. Chris, what's your take on Harbaugh's stance and whether or not you think that Michigan can actually compete, uh, contend next year in a revamped Big Ten? As we know, there'll all be different teams, including Washington, that will be joining the Big Ten Obviously, you're a big thing guy along with myself. So what's your take on both of those? So what I think uh, what Harbaugh did very, very well um, and the way they won this national championship reminded me a lot of NFL and it reminded me of my favorite division, the AFC North. Um, they're not going to win with glitz and glamour, not the high-flying powered offenses we've seen of the college football years past, like in Alabama, a la Georgia, that have first-round talent on the edges, inside, three running backs deep, all that. No, they just lined up and punched you in the face. And yeah. that's exactly what the AFC North was. So Michigan won on sheer brute, uh, just viciousness. So they've got that built. And they've got a, a class coming in. It's going to be nothing different, whether Harbaugh's there or not. So yes, to the point about whether Michigan can contend in the new re- Newly revamped Big Ten, absolutely. In regards to Harbaugh, he has all the control. Heck, he has more power than the governor of Michigan in the state of Michigan. (laughs) He can do whatever he wants. So my opinion, though, because the NCAA is looming and there's going to be a lot that's going to come down, some sanctions that we might not know about, some suspensions, including his, he is going to bolt. But he is going to demand, as the hottest ticket in the NFL right now as a head coach, he's going to demand to – Obed's team, the um, you know New England Patriots, he wants that Bill Belichick power. So wherever he goes, he's going to say, all right, I'm going to be your head coach, but I am also going to be your GM. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring everything I was doing at Michigan to here, and you guys will win with that. So I think he's gone. But again, whatever team he goes to, I believe he's going to demand that kind of power. Fair enough. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now that he's won a national title, I think it kind of gives him a little bit of cachet to do so. Um, and I think guys will, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Guys will kind of gear towards that because right. of gravitate towards it. Right. Yeah. Gravitate to that too. That's what that's what it will gravitate towards that because of now 
the, the success that he's had. You know what I mean? Look, look, he brought a team to the Super Bowl in the 49ers. He, was when he, was, he, was he did. He was a, coach. a few plays away from beating them. He was. Yeah. Against the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Yep. So, could be interesting. Other college news, probably one of the biggest bombshells of this past week in sports that head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Nick Saban, is going to retire. Um, man, give it up, Nick, Nick Saban, one of the, yeah. one of the uh, by far greatest coaches of all time. Period. Uh, arguably, probably the greatest college football coach of all time. Uh, but after 17 seasons at Tuscaloosa, he is stepping away and going to focus on himself in retirement. What 72 years old? Yeah. It's not a bad age. Well deserved. Well he's, does, he's a good looking 72 well deserved, when you think man. about what Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick look like. You right? know what yeah. I mean? Saban keeps himself in shit, you know. Uh, was it 13 SEC titles, six national championships, ridiculous. Um, over 230 games won, uh, just in Alabama alone, uh, and 17 years there. I mean, what can what hasn't been said about Nick Saban that I mean, we can really say? I mean, it's I think he's the greatest college football coach of all time. I mean, right? It got to the point where his teams were so good, he was spending the third and fourth quarter keeping their heads in the game because they were up by so many points. That's how good the system he finally made it. And then those guys went to the pros, and they're killing people in the pros. And you and I, Obed, talked about this offline yesterday. We're like, well, people went to Alabama because of Nick Saban. Right. No one was, oh, man, I want to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama for, to be in, for college and hang out. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all my Tuscaloosans out there. Yeah. Okay, listen, listen. no one yeah. wants to go to Alabama for college. Okay, like, oh man, this is sorry. A- sorry, we're not no sorry. No one wants to leave Texas and go to Tuscaloosa. No one wants to leave Miami right. or whether it's New York and go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's the yeah. same thing. People don't want to go to Green Bay in Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay, uh, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Right. right. Yeah. Right. 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 It's because of Nick Saban. Because I think there was noted that the number nine recruit in the country already decommitted yeah. as soon as this, this news broke that Saban's gone. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're going to start to lose a little, a couple people. I think you know. I mean, people rather be in the uh, uh, fair weather states, right? If you will. Right. Well, I mean, Alabama is a fair weather state, but I mean, Tuscaloosa. I mean, what, you guys don't like you know baby alligators on a stick, and you don't like that kind of food. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Well, you oh, guys, you guys true. ruined it for my girlfriend. That's that man Titeo girlfriend, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> how you? We, we FaceTime. We, we, yeah, we believe you. she's real. We get it. Yeah, okay. But anyway, yeah, but where do you think, I mean, I think college football, he's going to say he's race. Yep, yep. As far as just coaching in general, college football, NFL, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it is, where do you think Nick Saban ranks as mm. far amongst the greatest coaches? Mm. I know this is a very, very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you got to think of guys like Phil Jackson in basketball, mm. Red Auerbach in basketball, mm. Bill Belichick, which we'll talk about a little bit mm. later. Vince Lombardi, Pat Summit, you know, Chris, I'll go to you first. Where do you think amongst the greatest of all time? Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at the four major sports and you kind of threw some of those names out there right now, um, then you throw in college football and college basketball is a quote unquote, not professional, but professional sport. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Um, NFL, like you said, we got Belichick, we got Lombardi, NHL, you got Scotty Bowman, Barry Trotz, NBA, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, mm-hmm. NBA, Tony La Russa, Tommy Lasorda, MLB, 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 Mike Bob, my yeah. bad. 
Um, college basketball, John Wooden, Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah. I mean, Roy Williams. Roy Williams. Williams. I mean, what yeah. do you do here? I mean, just from his tenure and his time there, because when you threw out some of those names I threw out, um, especially like a Krzyzewski was there for decades. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of these people were there for decades. If you put all of Phil Jackson's teams together, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, in his time in Alabama, Nick Saban, it wasn't as long as some of these guys. Um, and his level of success was so high and it's such a high clip. Uh, I mean, winning percentage, I would rank him in the top fifth, top five, I'm sorry, of all time coaches. I don't know where I would sit him in that, but I would put him in the top five. Yeah. I, I even look at guys like uh, Greg Popovich, Spurs, Jackson, yeah. Gino Ariema. Oh my would, God. Well, yeah. you kind of Gosh, basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put him in yeah, there. And I, and I said Pat Summit before too. Yep. Tennessee. Pep Guardiola, Sir Alex Ferguson from soccer. Like these guys are just Titans who could take anybody. Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti retired, came back and started winning again. I, mean, I so. think Saban is for sure top 10. Six, I said six titles in 17 yeah. or five titles at Alabama, one in the LSU. But in 17 years at Alabama, you get five titles. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Pretty damn good. Um, Pop, like I said, Popovich. Five thousand twenty-four, something like twenty-five yeah. years, whatever it is. So the percentage is a little bit better for Saban. Yeah. Well, Ben, quickly before. We um, go I would say I got to give him top five in his respective category of college football coaching. Okay. I have to say he's top five there. Uh, overall, he's probably at least in the top fifteen because we all named at least three, four names easily that deserve a shot at it. So for the amount of time there, he was super. But there is one thing that I could say that he is a shepherd of men. And he is a, a, a learner of these individuals. I mean, these are names that are all household to most of us. Ha ha Clinton Dix, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Sertain II, Marlon Humphrey, uh, CJ Mosley, uh, uh, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, uh, Marcus Spears, Jonathan Allen, Quinnen Williams. And those are the defensive guys, <laughs> right? That's not even talking about the Tua Tungavailoa, the Jalen Hurts, the J- Julio Jones, Jones and Amari Coopers, the O.J. Howards, the Devontae Smiths, Derek uh, the Derek Henrys, <laughs> the Mark, the, not the, uh, the Mark Ingrams, you know what I mean? Like just... It's insane. The player after guys. player after young, player. Right. It's a player after player I, after player. Three Heisman guys. Right. <laughs> it's, an, it's crazy the amount of NFL talent that has come out of Alabama all under Nick Saban. Yeah. That's why I said he, he knows what he's doing. and He's kept the NFL a lot. He kept, he's kept his players. That, there was a BCS championship game where it was LSU versus Alabama, and the two of them was like six to three at halftime, and like twenty two out of both players combined all went to the NFL. He basically gave us football on Sundays. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like how many Alabama guys go in the first round every year? Every year, and they're always ready to play, and they usually play very well. Mm-hmm. It's not a fugazi, dude. Yep. It's great. Yep. Well, let's keep it going, guys. Um, let's do our. NFL Week 18 recap uh, before we get into the wild card week in the playoffs and everything. Um, quickly going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they got their victory in their last game of the year over the Washington Commanders, 38 to 10. They solidified the number two seed in the NFC, uh, which I still think was pretty significant. Now, I don't know if that's going to propel them for further success or not. It's obviously significant to be at home because the Cowboys are being one of what three teams to be undefeated at home this season. So and as we've seen, they're much better at home than when they're on the road. So that was for sure an important thing. 100%. Because they, if they had lost in three out of one, which we'll talk about probably next, Philly would have gotten the two seed. Philly just blew it the last few weeks. But we're, we're going to talk about them next. Yeah. Um, but now, is this the year, Obed, 
that the Cowboys finally reached the NFC Championship, which will be their first one since 1995. I think that there's a chance that they could, but the field is competitive on the NFC side. It is. The field has been competitive on the NFC side for at least the last four years. So I, they have consecutively gone long farther each time. And but per that trend... The good thing about them being the two is they don't have to play in San Francisco to the NFC Championship if San Francisco wins their division. Yes. So that's one thing. Yeah. So I do feel like there's a path for them, especially having home field advantage to at least have all the makings to go there. They're not going to host because I believe they would be the lower seed behind uh, San Francisco. They would have to go to California and have a rematch of the game that they didn't have, that they couldn't complete last year because Tony Pollard broke his leg. We'll see. I do believe that they could feature in that game. Uh, they play. I, I, I have to give them the game this year. Um, excuse me, the, the game next week, uh, this week against Green Bay. And I think that that opportunity should be a chance for them to spurn. This is going to be putting the nail in the coffin for Mike McCarthy against his old team and a chance for these guys to come out and perform to the best of their ability. CeeDee Lamb is hot, ready to go. Looks like they finally started recuperating uh, uh, the other wide receiver that they just got, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks um, yeah. And I mean, my man, Turd Ferguson just keeps... <laughs> He did it on him. Turd Ferguson keeps doing it on him, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think this. I think this could be the year they get a berth to the NFC Championship. It could. It very well could be. Um, now Philadelphia on the other side in the NFC, they lost their last game to the New York Giants. Whew. Oh, terrible, twenty-seven to ten. Jalen Hurts didn't hurt his finger. Dislocated. It looked pretty ugly. The defense is playing soft right now. Um, I don't really know, Chris. Because, I mean, you're you live in Philadelphia, Chris. So you can see on firsthand, I'm sure, what that city is feeling, the frustration in, in everyone. They lost the last five out, they lost the last five out of six games after starting 10 and one on the year. Probably arguably people were saying they were the best team in football yeah. or, or right, right up there with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now people are even thinking Nick Sirianni might not even have a job next year. And meanwhile, he took his team to the Super Bowl last year, which I think is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I mean, is the really is it my question? My my main question about this is: is the defense? Do you think the key that will prevent Eagles from reaching another Super Bowl, um, or whatever the case may be, is or really is it just more on Jalen Hurts? Well, I mean, you saw what happened uh, when they just lost uh, to the Giants, and their former defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon knew exactly what they were going to be doing to them. Um, so obviously, I think we're starting to realize that position coaches. Um, and coordinators mean a tremendous amount to these NFL teams. It's not just about the head coaching. Um, yes, the defense is not nearly as good as they were. Uh, their first round pick, Jalen Carter, started off hot. He was looking like yeah. defensive, yeah. Ro- you know, rookie of the year. Yeah, and you haven't heard anything about him because they, they the film's out on him. And then, you know, they're they're be- being able to keep him in check because they know that secondary, um, as L. Duncan says on her uh, DraftKings commercials, and the secondary soft. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, yes, but it, I mean, so the defense is definitely holding up. I mean, and now with Jalen Hurts, we're hearing now what I don't know what happened to his his finger. I'm all I know is in four different directions. I don't know if it's dislocation, if it's a fracture, if it's a break. They said that he hasn't been able to play and grip a ball and throw a ball all week in practice. And guys, it's Friday. I don't know about you guys, no, but uh, the game's very soon. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, yes. And with it, your backup is Marcus Mariota. Um, they do play on Monday night. Yes. So he's got, a, he's got an extra day. So. Uh, I mean, Chris, can you throw Mariota out there and win this game? Dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> <laughs> we, we pray to our God uh, as a friend of the South Calm Jesus. Um, no, I mean, there's not a chance. I mean, and honestly, it's down here in Tampa where we're at. So, guys, I'm actually, you know, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm a Steelers fan. So, I don't know my friends back up east. I'm sorry. I'm kind of hoping Tampa Bay wins this game because we're going to have one heck of a party. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we yeah, shall man. be in the club with so, Mike Evans. Yes, he but, might catch a thousand yes. yards there. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the most ridiculous, the most ridiculousness to this whole issue, though, Sherman, like you said, is the fact that they are asking for Nick Sirianni's job after one, one, not even one full season removed from a Super Bowl. You've got to be kidding me, Philadelphia. Get yourself in check. Whether you win or lose this game, this is your guy. Let it ride out. You right, you mad. Philly is spoiled after having fantastic, great years with Andy Reid and now Nick Sirianni. They, you're right, because they didn't realize they were spoiled with Andy Reid and all those years. They didn't realize it, yeah. Yeah, not until years later. Because it, it was only one Super Bowl appearance yeah. in his tenure as the head coach of the Eagles. Yeah. He did bring in lots of great talent. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mike Vick at one point. Who went Brian, Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins yep. was in there. And, and remember, Philly, you know, grass is not always greener on the other side. And it's definitely not that shade of green that you guys wear in your helmets. Not at all. Yeah. No. Um, in other news, the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East by beating the Miami Dolphins this past Sunday night. That was a heck of a game. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I gotta say, obviously, as a Bills fan, I enjoyed it, but just as a, just as a football fan, it was just a good game. It, 21 to 14. It wasn't some high scoring, crazy game, but sometimes these mediocre scoring games are really good, and this was a product of it. Um, Josh Allen. 359, two scores, another two interceptions. The first one was ridiculous. You shouldn't even throw them. Well, the second one was more egregious than the first one. Right. He was the first one, it was uh, Gabe Davis on an option route. And he threw the ball before Gabe Davis got into a break. The second one was just rolling around and throwing it up in the end zone, which was which was a, still, a, still a bad look. Don't get me wrong. Um, also lost a fumble in the open field when he was rushing. Yeah. Um, but with the, with, with the, with Josh Allen, obviously there comes different pitfalls and successes with him. You know, he led the league in total touchdowns this year with 44, but he was up in there, was high up in interceptions. You know what I mean? Almost, I think it was second in interceptions, I think it was. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But this season, he was a lead, it was not only he was a league leader in total yards, the league leader in total touchdowns, scored 80% of the Bills touchdowns and a playoff and a, a best record versus playoff teams of five and one versus playoff teams. It sounds like an MVP to me. So I don't know what the F people are talking about with Lamar, but please continue, sir. No, no, no. It's, no, I get it. And I said, we talked about this last week, Obed. I'm not, I did not, I think Josh Allen does deserve an MVP consideration. I'm just saying what the league is going to do. They're going to give it to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me what's going to happen. That's all it is. I'd be ecstatic if, if, if Allen got it. Um, speaking of, the, I'm glad you brought the Ravens. Though, are the Bills the biggest threat to the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens in the AFC? Obed, I mean, they should be. Their defense is coming alive, even though it's depleted and missing tons of players. the The Joe Brady offense is working. The play calling is working, but it does seem to limit their usage of Stephon Diggs. And I always feel like the more you target Stephon Diggs, the better opportunity you have to go win this game. Um, you know, I have to give, I do, we have to be open here. Uh, Tyreek Hill was playing through an injury in this game. Uh, they did not have, uh, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mustart, you know, who's on a tear this year with like 20 touchdowns, mm-hmm. 21 touchdowns. Right. Like yeah, Mostert was out. Jalen Waddle was Jaylen out. Jalen Waddle was out. So, you know, it. seven against these guys, 
in a game where uh, Josh Allen throws for 359 yards, really a lot of that was his own doing because he kept giving the ball away. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's hard for me to say that they are because this game probably should have been wrapped up a little nicer than it was knowing that this Bills team was down seven to 14 going into the fourth quarter. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, they should be, if there is one team that we can talk about. Yes. I know. I know Chris might want to talk about Cleveland, but I'm going to say, I'll just probably. <laughs> yeah. What's your take on the Bills first? Um, I mean, guys, let's not forget uh, the defending Super Bowl champions like Casey. I know they haven't had the greatest year ever, but I mean, they are still the champs. And until you knock them off that no. pedestal, but, but. You got receivers who can't even catch a pass. No, my Listen, God. Like, they can catch a cold. <laughs> Marquise Mar- Valdez Gantling is the most expensive but, uh, wind sprints runner in the NFL yes. right now. But but to your point, um, Obed, about the Browns, yes, I actually do think uh, the Browns have the best opportunity to to go against um, Baltimore. Just because, you know what this reminds me of? Just the way that everyone's rallying around Flacco. You know, and we're not talking about Keanu Reeves Flacco. We're talking about Joe Flacco, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the guy sitting on his – Actually, Shane wait. Flacco. Joe Shane Flacco. Flacco. Shane Flacco. Yeah. Actually, they were both sitting on their couch, actually, both in that movie and in real life. Okay, got that. <laughs> okay, so now like, I digress. But it, this kind of reminds me, going back to the Eagles, this reminds me of a few years ago on their Super Bowl run with, with Nick Foles. The way they just galvanized around a backup quarterback and went on a run, you know. Mm. And we all know, like – any you know in the NFL probably more of any team sport than any it's not always the best team that wins it's the best team that hits a hot streak at the right time a la the New York Giants right um when they went nine and seven and won the Super Bowl as a six seed so I mean to me the Browns the Browns have the best opportunity just because they're on that hot streak and they're riding that Flacco train I like it I like it all right fair enough um this week has been a big week as far as coaching changes. We had Ron Rivera out in Washington. You're fired. He, that was inevitable. <laughs> we had Arthur Smith out in Atlanta. You're fired. That was inevitable mm-hmm. for sure. We had, surprisingly, we had Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. Why you fired? Why you fired? Why you fired? I don't really get that one, guys. I really don't. Um, I think he botched the quarterback situation enough for them. I think he botched the running back situation enough for them. mm -hmm. You know, maybe he didn't have a strong enough offensive line. And in what's his name? What's that guy? DeAndre Hopkins didn't amount to what he expected. Right. Right. Um, Bigger news: Pete Carroll out as head coach in Seattle. He's going to remain on as an advisor. Uh, I don't know what this move made. We'll talk about why I think this move was made, but. Yeah, no, say it. I think this move was made because of the most recent coach who will always be a Patriot who has now left the New England Patriots after 24 years, eight Super Bowls, excuse me, six as a head coach with them, two passing his previous life, 333 wins, only second to Don Shula, Bill Belichick agreeing to part ways with the New England Patriots. I think would be a would be a great place for him to be if he went to Seattle because they have strong run game, good defensive pieces, a mm. solid organization that would back him. And I'm sure he can wrap with Pete Carroll, the coach that he replaced when he became a head coach of the New England Patriots. So mm. there is ties there for those individuals to do that. Now, you know, we'll talk about BB, you know, I mean, what, what has been some of his biggest p- impacts? I mean, my goodness gracious, there are things he did in games that people are continuing to copy now. You know, he did things where he was like, hey, go beat those wide receivers up for the Rams. Okay, there's a halo rule, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get the quarterback out there to do drop kicks and punts, the one that he amazingly did with uh, uh, Doug Flutie and Tom Brady. You know, I think just the way that you – he would use analytics to try and find players, not always get the best ones, but showed people how to find and get these guys in ready to play and doing your job. Just a literal a sentence of stop talking and show me what you can do mm-hmm. because that will make you successful if you make that consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, like, yeah, Bill Belichick, obviously, probably the biggest news this, of this past week, you know, uh, leaving the Patriots, bringing the part ways. I'm wondering if he does continue to coach in the NFL, where does he go? I think the possibly the uh, Los Angeles Chargers is a, is, a, is a spot he can go because you have a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. I kind of like the Seattle thing, which you just mentioned, Obed. Uh, quick, quick, quickly, Chris, I'll go to you. What do you think of Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick in this many scenarios here? I just think it's ironic that all these guys are all leaving right around the age of 70 to 72. Carroll, Belichick, uh, Saban. It's just very interesting. And, oh, you think you know, it was a call by the NFL? Said we got to start younging it up? I guess something like that. But they're all friends. They're all work together for the most part in some capacity. Um, yeah, I, I think Bill Belichick is not done. He seems to have that fire. He seemed to leave it open in his press conference, which was way more emotional than Bill Belichick ever gets. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still got the fire. I think Sherman, I think you're right. Chargers are the no-brainer. Um, I honestly can't see him going anywhere else. I think it's Chargers or Bust for that for that man. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, Belichick, 24 seasons, 302 wins, as Obed said, 31 playoff wins record, six-time Super Bowl champion, three-time coach of the year. And Pete Carroll, not too far, you know, 14 seasons, 137 wins, which is most in Seattle history, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl 48 champion, winning record in 11 of those 14 seasons he coached. Two great, great Hall of Fame coaches uh, no longer with their team. So it'll be interesting to see some new faces in uh, new places next season. I wonder if Carol, I wonder if Pete Carroll does accept another head coaching position. I know he's going to stay on as an advisor, but how long will that last? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's get to our next segment, guys. You write, you mad? We do us will pose a bold statement, and others will talk for correct or for outright crazy. Uh, gentlemen, I say to you, we should put more respect on Matthew Stafford's name as an elite QB in this league. Sherman, you're right. Um, I think we have, I think he's put enough together to consider himself an elite QB in the NFL, seeing what his second act looked like. To be clear, he's the only reason Detroit stayed alive for all those years, Fast. right? And the second they got him out of that cesspool and gave him weapons and fundamentally sound offensive coaching because he never had that, he turned it on and because, yes, he had uh, uh, Caldwell, Caldwell, uh, I can't remember his, Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell. and he had OC, uh, 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 Jim Bob Cooter, had the Cooter, uh, but, but the best, the, the best that we've seen from him came when he finally got with Sean McVay, finally got a chance to play with great wide receivers and good running. But he also had a defense to help you win football games. Yes, in Detroit, Matthew Stafford wants to go for 5,000 yards, okay? He had helped Calvin Johnson become the all-time leading receiver in a single season. In, in, in a single that was the receiver. first 2,000-yard receiver he created. He created right. another 2,000-yard receiver when he was there. Right. Yeah. But the Lions never had a top top defense. They had had a top team defense in over 30 years. Okay? Now you give them a defense. To, yeah, it's great if you put up 40 points. What happens if your defense gives up 41? You lose football games. <laughs> That's just facts. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden he got that when he went to the LA Rams. Guess what happened? He balled out, yes, but guess what? You won a Super Bowl because you're because your defense as well. He had Aaron Donald. He had uh, uh, Marcus Peters. Give me that goon in the secondary who's going to go in the yeah, stands. Jalen Ramsey on the Von highlight. Von Miller. Yeah. So, so I kind of think on this one, guys, um, I think you mad. I think Matthew Stafford is an elite talent, not an elite quarterback. I think we throw that elite quarterback status out there way too easily these okay. days. Um, we throw that out there. And we just say, oh, now Lamar Jackson, he is elite. He's not. Uh, Josh Allen, he is elite. Um, you know, I think in my own opinion, we've only got two elite quarterbacks that are currently in the NFL. One sitting on the sidelines with an Achilles injury. I won't say his name because we talk about him way too much in the media. And then the other one is Patrick 
bad boy Mahomes. Now those are elite quarterbacks, but I do think Matthew Stafford is an elite okay, top tier talent. Top tier. He's a top tier. Top tier QB. He's a top tier QB. And you use your your example, and then the two guys you used were what you were talking about. Because I look at Josh Allen as a top talent, an elite talent at the quarterback position. I look at Lamar Jackson as an elite talent at the quarterback position. They will never have throwing lines, consistent throwing lines that Matthew Stafford has had. Okay. Look, just really quickly before we go on, and most receiving yards in a single season, Calvin Johnson. Last receiver to win a triple crown, Cooper Cup. Most receptions and receiving yards by a rookie in a single season, Puka Nakua. Who was, all, who was their quarterback? Matthew Stafford. Stafford. That's all I'm going to say. Sounds like good receivers to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for the crew. Everyone, you right, you mad. Jordan Love deserves his flowers for a solid season. 18-1 and one touchdown interception ratio, 30 touchdowns overall. I would say uh, you're right. He definitely deserves some flowers. I mean, the way he came back the second half of the season from what he looked like the first half, we're talking huge. I'm talking Grand Canyon size improvements. I mean, he looks like they made the right decision in Green Bay. And I don't know how they keep doing this, guys, going from elite quarterbacks play in, in Brett Favre, elite quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and making the right call at the right time and seeming to find their guy. I think you. I think it's phenomenal. You're right. Um, Obed, I tried to tell you Jordan Love wasn't as bad as you once thought he was before, so I will say you're right. Um, you know, he had a better touchdown to interception ratio in his first season as a starting quarterback, better than Brett Favre and better than well, Aaron Rodgers together. So, yeah, I think they made the right move. We got a lot of young receivers. I think the Packers have the one of the probably the most the youngest receiving core in the entire NFL. Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks, yeah. guys, Romeo Dubs, you've yeah, never yeah, heard of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Ooh, back to, yeah, there you go. Um sorry, what now? That's, yeah. a, that's not an analogy, guys. I'll take two of those. I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to kind of give them a little bit of patience, but uh, yeah, I think Jordan Love will be a successful quarterback with the Packers. I want America to know that I only put this out there to give this man some flowers, but he still plays in a Mike Shanahan system coached by Michael Floor that made us think Ryan Tannehill was worth millions of dollars. So we'll continue. We'll see what happens next yeah. year. All right, gentlemen, I want to throw one out there. Uh, you right, you mad. Russell Wilson will be the starting quarterback for my Pittsburgh Steelers next season. I'll bet I'll let you go first on this one. Oh, man, I <laughs> mean, do hot, they this have is a, a hot take? This is a hot take, but they haven't spent money on a quarterback in years, and maybe they can bring one in that they spend a little money for one year, 30 or 45 million, maybe two years, 50 million if he'll pay for it, um, and then have somebody that Mike Tomlin can work with and trust. That being said, I just I don't know what kind of offense they're going to run or what kind of offense he can run because in his first year with Denver, he was calling the same checks that he called and, and uh, Tyler Lockett called it out when they came and he had his rematch against the, the Seahawks. So again, there is from what the, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, we saw was so cleaned up because of Coach Payton, because of Pey Sean Payton coming in and cleaning it up for him. I don't know if Tomlin can clean it up for him because Tom, I don't know if Tomlin cleaned it up for the other guys, but they finally figured that, you know what I mean? Like, is it dumb luck? Is it the fact that six top quarterbacks are injured this year and parity, which is really just most of the losers are, are looking good uh, is going to be a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm going to say you, I'm going to say halfway. You might be right. You might be bad. You might be right. You might be bad. You touched on one thing a bit. I'll say the money. I don't know if they're going to afford to pay Russell Wilson what Russell Wilson wants. He opted now, to the bench. He wants Russell money. Wilson deserves. Yeah. Okay, but his money, like he's uh, he's already got a guaranteed salary for next season with the Broncos, and if he fails a physical before March first, he's going to get another another a chunk of change. He's got over fifty million dollars coming in him potentially 
just in 2020, uh, 2024. It's, it's, so, so, so they can work something out. You know, we, things behind closed door guys that like we know that the Denver Broncos can absorb some of that contract. If they do that and work that out with the Steelers, I think it's oh. potential, but look to your bed, look at your team, the parody. I mean, whether it's parody or not quarterbacks being hurt, the Steelers still went. 10 and seven with a third string quarterback. If you look at this team right here, Pittsburgh ranked in the top half of total defense, went from the worst offense in the league, points per game, yards per game, yards per attempt, um, to now in the last few weeks with their third string quarterback have gone a complete 180. So you put Russell Wilson in that talented young offense with a solid season that they had, they are already well, made I, AFC I, championship I team and Super Bowl contender. I said this off the air this morning to Obed that it's all my time. If yeah. they don't lose these those two stupid games to New England and Arizona, <laughs> they'd be twelve and five. Yeah, one game behind Baltimore. Yep, in the AFC. You know, you throw Russell Wilson on there, guys. Come on. You know, um, but overall, Chris, I will say you, man. I just don't think he's just going to go to Pittsburgh. Do I think he could end up in another team? Yes. I said simply about the Steelers. I don't. No, I don't think so. So I will say you, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Sierra wants to move to. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, we, we got that. She's looking thin these days. We got to get her a Permani Brothers sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Let's go. Come on, Sierra. You'll like it. It's got fries. It's got coleslaw. You can put chicken tenders on there if you want. It's whatever you want. Whatever you want, Sierra. We got you. Let's get into our wild card picks for this weekend's action, guys. Uh, first off, on Saturday, we've got Cleveland at Houston. Um, an energy stadium, CJ Stroud, again, rookie QB, getting winning the division, getting his first start in the playoffs. I think it's great. D'Amico Ryans is a coach of the year candidate. CJ Stroud yep. I, might be the rookie of the year between, between, between him and Puka Nakua. Um, but I'm going to pick Cleveland. Joe Flacco's experience, that Cleveland defense, and Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, I'm going to rock with the Browns, Obed. I'm rocking with the Browns, but if they blow this game, then they're not doing jack squat. It's going to be unfortunate. They should probably win. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you say? Uh, you guys already know my take on the Browns. I think they are this year's Eagles of a few years ago and going on that run with the special behind uh, Joe Flacco. All right. So you're taking Browns. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Saturday night, Miami at Kansas City. Tyreek Hill gets to go home to his former team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it will be treacherous conditions in Kansas City, apparently. So the weather report, it's going to be snowy, possible freezing temperatures. And I feel like negative 20 million degrees, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to know. If I was a fan, I wouldn't even be going to this game. But no, nah, you ain't catching me in them stands. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the tickets is free. Yeah, okay? I would agree with you. I will sit my free ass at home and watch it for free on my TV that I already have. Where okay? it's not negative 27 degrees. Yo, in the comfort of my home. Watching, I can pause the game whenever I want to. Get up and go to the bathroom when I want to. My hands ain't freezing. You know, sitting, you know what I mean? That was the worst. What, yeah. what are you talking about? We had we had the thermostat said 72 and your butt was freezing last night. <laughs> what are you talking about? Get out of here. Come on. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Facts. Facts. I'm still going to be comfortable at home more yeah. in that stadium. That's for damn sure. But nonetheless, man, I want to pick Kansas City, but their offense has been so suspect the past few weeks. If Mostert starts and plays. If Jalen Waddle plays, I'm taking Miami, actually. Um, it, they got to have a whole team. They got to have a whole yeah. team. If those guys aren't there, my pick will be Kansas City. Fair enough? Fair enough. Um, 
See, here's the thing. I heard a lot of people talking, well, you know, Tyreek coming back to Kansas City. He's used to playing in those conditions. He's still going to do his and go off and get his. I'm sorry, guys. He's gotten way too used to this beautiful southern Florida weather. Um, I don't think he's going to be as effective as people think he's going to be. And I, like I said, man, you got to prove it. Uh, you got to show me to prove it. And until someone really knocks off the defending champs, I'm not a believer in this Dolphins team. I got Kansas City. Okay. I'm taking Kansas City because they're finally going to come out and show us what they've been hiding. I don't give a shit if you don't want to put on tape that the next coming of a wide receiver one for you is Rasheed Rice, but he needs to be ready to come out here and get this 200 yards and four touchdowns you need if they're just going to double coverage your aging old man tight end who does not look like the Travis Kelsey of old. Um, I think that uh, they're going to have to think about retooling, spending money to go get guys. These contracts that these quarterbacks want now that are nothing, they will never have Tom Brady teams because these guys want half a million dollars for their efforts. And that's just not how you build a football team in the NFL. But I take the Kansas City Chiefs. Miami Dolphins are not going to win in weather like that. They didn't beat the Bills in weather like that. They're definitely not going to beat the Chiefs in weather like that. Fair enough. Um, Sunday's matchups. Let's get to the first one. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Christian Steelers versus my Bills. Now, we just came out. I just got to alert that uh, wide receiver Gabe Davis, along with safety, um, what is it, uh, Taylor Rapp, will be out for this week against against the Steelers. Either way, I'm taking Buffalo. Mm. I think it was obvious. <laughs> I just wanted to let it know. Yes, yeah, sir. We got it out there. We're going to make sure the, the reports are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm taking Buffalo at home. He said the number two seed. There, there's no way. I don't think there's a way they lose this game. I think Chris, you said this morning, they think it's a ten point line. It's a ten point line, which is wild for the for, for Buffalo as a favorite. But I'm still going to take Buffalo a bit. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Buffalo. It's going to be the the Buffalo Bills circling the wagons. Um, I don't know if a quarterback would make the difference for this team, but you know, a team of Baltimore with none of the starters in, you win by seven. Uh, okay, you beat Seattle. You beat Cincinnati by a buttload, even though they are nobodies right now. Um, you lost to Indianapolis. You lost to Gardner Minshew. Uh, you lost to the New England Patriots, who we clearly just said are like at the bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. You lost to Arizona. Mm -hmm. You beat Cincinnati by six, who are nobodies. You lost to Cleveland. I don't look at this team and see formidability. I don't look at this team as, even with those two wins, I, this is parity. These wins make you think they're doing something. They, they're not, with, this is when I pull out my college. What's the quality of the wins? They're not there. Um, so I'm going to go Buffalo. Chris. Gosh, this is hard for me, guys, because this is on my birthday, too. Um, <laughs> your team on your birthday? On my birthday. Well, listen, Somebody call in to, to DJ yeah, Watt. My, my, we, need a, we need a miracle. My, 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 my head. Is, is TJ Watt even playing? Uh, no, he's not. He's not playing. He's not uh, playing. Oh, well, not then playing. why are we even talking so, about so, that? So, so, so listen, yeah. Yeah. My, my head and my head and my wallet um, would go with Buffalo. But my heart is going with my Steelers. My heart is going with my Steelers. They're going to give me a birthday miracle on my last year in my 30s, turning 39, ladies and gentlemen. The Pittsburgh Steelers in a complete crazy game. I'm talking 13-11. Pittsburgh Steelers win it. I'm just going to say, you about to get your heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my mind is telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. 13-11 <laughs> Steelers, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, and no, that was not R. Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. No, he is not in here fighting for his life, ladies no, and gentlemen. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Buffalo all the way, Chris. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. Mm. Let's go, Bills. Um, let's, quick, let's get into it. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas at home. We already talked about it, undefeated. Dallas continues. I'm going with the Cowboys, Chris. 
Dallas has to pull this out. Dallas has to pull this out. That's yep. all I gotta say. <laughs> Dallas, I want to see. I want to see just uh, Jordan Love against Stephon Gilmore because he not with that nonsense. So mm-hmm. let's go, Dallas Cowboys. Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford goes home, gives to Detroit. He better get a warm welcome. That's for sure. He, he better. deserves it. I'm tired of this people not showing praise to people who made you something. Right. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna pick Detroit. But I can for sure see L.A. winning this game. That's all I'm going to say. Obed, who you got? I'm going L.A. I'm sorry. I, and this is, Damn it. You know, I, I want to pick L.A. out. Yeah. I the do. the NFL is, is exactly. real effed up. You're going to force him to go here and put the dagger in these guys. Is this what you're going to do? I would all right. love to see it. Okay. I mean, he's going to do it. He's gonna, okay. Koopa's going to do it. Uh, Nakua's going to do it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen guys, and I didn't do my research on this, but two former number one overall picks that swap teams playing each other in the playoffs. I don't know if we've ever seen this. So this could be history, actually, in the making. And I think history is going to be made when Matthew Stafford goes into Detroit and beats his old team. I got the Rams. You said Frodo back with the one ring to Mordor. <laughs> All right. And the last wild card matchup Monday night, uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, which we kind of talked about briefly before. Man, ah. Uh, Hurts is injured. The defense is soft. Mike Evans might go off. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good. That was good. I see what you did. Oh, man. What to do here? Uh, crap. I got. I got. I got to stick with Philly. I got. I got. I got. I got to stick with Philly. Uh, just because you know they're they're obviously defending NFC champions. You can't really go too too wrong against them, but I get it. The concerns that we're having in Tampa Bay. I'm still going to go with Philadelphia, Chris. Um, just the way the Eagles have really, really fallen off here over the last month or so. Um, and, you know, the fact that if I feel like I don't pick Tampa Bay here and anyone be happening to listen here in Tampa Bay and they find out where our Airbnb is, we might be in some trouble. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one in a very close game, um, 23-21. I could actually see that kind of score, like 24-20. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 30 points, something like that. You know what I mean? So – Oh, Ben, who you got? Oh, it's about to be a Florida man story about how this dude from Philadelphia came and got his ass busted. <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing I know about Mike Evans, Mike Evans loves suspect corners. And if there is a team that has given us suspect corners all year long, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. So if, he, if Jalen Hurts comes out here and he cannot throw a ball effectively, they're going to clamp down. Levante David is a tackling machine. It's going to be problematic. I think Todd Bowles is on the hot seat for no reason. He's won his division two years back to back. I think he's going to come out here and play, have his team ready to play with a, a team in the Eagles who have to prove that they could win this game. Damn. Like I said, I picked Philly. I get another one where I can see Tampa Bay winning this, getting this kind of upset. Um, you know, Baker, I think, I, I feel like this is Baker's shot to say, listen, yeah. I can still be a starting, a legit starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Because yeah. people using it passed down, you know, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Carolina, Los Angeles for a couple games. You know what I mean? So, like, yo, dude, you win a playoff game against the defending NFC champs, and it will probably was a game was a favorite all year. That's, I put some cash in your back pocket. So, does New Baker, if they win this, does New Baker revert back to Old Baker? They win this game. He gets the Eagles flag, comes flying in. Throws it at the 50 yard like he did with Oklahoma and Texas. The only reason I don't want him to win is because I cannot, I don't want to see any more commercials. I just could not. If he starts doing <laughs> stupid commercials dude, at Tampa Bay, I can't. Dude, he, was, he had more commercials than he had wins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 100. That sounds 100%. like a smart business decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as long as you're making money, right? All right. Uh,
Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on Somewhere to Entertainment. Appreciate you joining in as always. Good to have my boys live in person uh, once for a while. Uh, it has been a while. It's been a while since we've done it in person, but glad to have you back. Uh, fellas, any last words for the people before we head out of here? Hey, yo, do your taxes so you get some money and then go buy yourself a nice vacation. Ooh, ooh. Well, okay. All right. Feel it. Feel it. Oh, Chris, anything you want to add? Um, just have a great 2024, everyone. Appreciate everything you have. Treat everyone with kindness and empathy and just be the best version of yourself this year. Mm, I like to be the best yeah. version of yourself. You, you know, what I got to say, what we say, ain't nobody going to love you like you love yourself. That's right. Keep that, keep it 100. Don't forget to check us on Twitter at the WWBNT for our guest, Chris, my co-host, Obama, your boy, Sherm. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye.